Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hello, besties. It is Danny J, and I am doing a solo episode today. I just found out, I don't know if this is true, I didn't verify, so mind the not fact checking, but I found out that the first week of August is National Simplify Your Life Week, which is perfect because I was just going to talk about this topic. And the topic really is, I want to talk about like minimalism and becoming a minimalist and what does that look like? And uh, I feel like I am uniquely qualified to talk about this topic because I completely downsized my life, lived in a 200 square foot RV for over a year and then a studio apartment and kind of been living out of a suitcase for two and a half years. So I have lived with a lot less than I used to and a way less than I ever used to think was possible. And so I want to share my stories, my experience, and then maybe some tips for you if you are interested in at least not necessarily adopting a complete minimalist lifestyle, but maybe yeah, maybe minimal, minimizing, minimizing some things, maybe decluttering and maybe taking some of these tips to make your life a little more simple. So National Simplify Your Life Week, I feel like this is totally perfect for. So the first thing is I looked up what's the definition of minimalism. And I, as I was typing this into Google, I saw there was a documentary on Netflix and I'm just going to share with you, I have not seen the documentary. I also have not read Marie Kondo's book, The Something Something Guide to Tidying Up or whatever. The magic of, you know what it is. I haven't read the book, nor have I watched the minimalism documentary. So this is strictly from personal experience, not from reading anything or watching a show. So take it for what it is. Y'all are listening to me for whatever reason, you know figure your own stuff out. I never tell you what to do or how to do it. I'm just going to share some experiences, some things you might want to try. So here we go. So minimalism, actually, the, the real definition is having, like being able to have more, like the, the idea of less is more, right? To experience more, have more experiences by having less stuff, less things, less materialism. That's really the general kind of idea behind the whole like minimalist movement. Now, there are a lot of different types of people who say they're minimalist. And there I saw a blog called Minimalism for Normal People. And I put that in like little finger air quotes because there's a lot of different ways that people consider themselves a minimalist. Some people will do like they have only a certain number of items. They're like, okay, we're only allowed to have 50 things. And if you bring in 51, then you got to get rid of another, right? Some people choose minimalism by living in a smaller space, downsizing, meaning they live in a tiny home or a smaller apartment or a RV or a van or something like that, like literally getting rid of all the things. But I truly believe, and and another kind of minimalism is like by having everything painted white, like no colors, and it's just a minimalistic design, right? There's not a lot of clutter. There's not uh, trinkets and things around the house. So 
you are open to interpret minimalism however you want, but we're just going to take the vague overlapping definition of less is more. So less stuff, less things to be able to have more, more experiences, um, more things that can bring you joy that aren't physical, uh, material things. Okay. So we'll start with that as like the basis of what I'm going to say minimalism is. So one of the big things about if you were wanting to kind of start a minimalist life or become more minimalist is to make your own rules. So deciding what does that look like to you? Uh, making your own rules can mean like we are going to have less clutter. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to take your you know, 2,200 square foot house and move your whole family into an 800 square foot house. You don't have to do that. You can literally just clean out your garage <laughs> and decide that you are going to be become more minimalist. And I can see that a lot of these practices can happen over time. For me, it happened really, really quickly. And I'm going to share how that happened and kind of the struggles that I had with it and some things that maybe you can implement and think about in your own life. So for myself, uh, back in 2014, I was living in a small apartment. I had actually lost my home in Las Vegas. We had like an 1800 square foot, three bedroom, three car garage, two bath house, like, you know, starter home. I thought that this would be our like starter home. And then we were going to move into a bigger house. And that didn't happen. The economy crashed, the housing market crashed and ended up losing that home, had to foreclose on it and moved to Dallas, Texas in a one bedroom apartment that was like 700 square feet. And I remember walking in the day that we got the keys to the apartment and I walked into that apartment and I looked around and I just remember thinking, wow, this is all we have. This is all we have left. And we had taken our appliances from the house, you know, our washer dryer, our refrigerator, put all of that in storage, our bed, put it in storage. And when we moved to Dallas, we took just a few things. Uh, we didn't even take our bed because it didn't fit. I think we bought a new bed. Uh, we didn't take our appliances because they were in the apartment. We just took uh, the couch and I don't know, just a couple of things. So I literally just thought this is all we have. Well, following year comes up, we're getting close to our... Um, lease renewal. And my husband at the time was scrolling through Facebook and he saw someone post about this RV and he's like, Hey babe, look at this. And I was like, cool. And he just was like, no, check it out. And I'm like, okay, what do you like? What would we get that for? We never go camping and we live in an apartment. We don't have a garage. Where would we park that? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. It'd just be cool. And soon, you know, we started looking at RVs on Craigslist and I just kept saying to him, I was like, look, if we ever get one of those, we're living in it because there's no way we have anywhere to put that thing. And so I just kept saying, fine, we're living in one. Fine, we're living in one. And suddenly we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, could we though? And it was like this moment where we just looked at each other and we're like, maybe we should. And this happened within a matter of, I want to say, not even two weeks. We went from joking around, like saying, hey, we're going to live in it, to looking at one, to suddenly we, <laughs> we had found an RV uh, two hours north of where we lived, took all our cash out of the bank, went up two hours to go buy it, and we bought this motorhome. And we're like, well, our lease is coming up. We're moving out. We're going to have to sell everything. So we went on this grand journey of getting rid of all the stuff we had and moving into a motorhome. So now you might think a 700 square foot one bedroom apartment doesn't have a lot of stuff. And it really didn't. We did not have a lot. However, to downsize from 700 square feet to 200 square feet was a big deal. So we had a garage sale. 
And I remember just the little things. We had to really get rid of almost everything. And I remember in particular, I had this little, uh, it was like a table decoration. It was an acrylic thing with like fake grass in it. And I thought it was so cute. And I don't know why this thing had this attach. I had this attachment to it. But someone came to the garage sale and they said, how much? And I said, five bucks. She was like, no, 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 one. And I remember just cringing and going, how dare she offer me $1 for that thing? Which by the way, I probably got at Target for like $12.99. And I just thought, shoot, if she like, I can't keep it. There's no room in the RV for it. And so I was like, fine, took the dollar. And I remember how hard it was to part with that and to have people offer me these ridiculous garage sale prices for stuff that felt like it meant more to me that it should be more. And yet I knew I had to take the money because there was no way I could keep it. And we decided looking at the garage or not the garage space, the closet space in the RV that we had to narrow it down to one pair of sneakers, one pair of boots, one pair of sandals or flip-flops. And then for me, one pair of heels, not for my ex. So I had to narrow my shoes down to four pairs of shoes. And then I went through all of my clothes and I realized I had so many pairs of black leggings, like workout pants, right? I was like, wow, I have some from Lululemon. I have some from Victoria's Secret. I have some from Target, but all black leggings. I'm like, really, why do I need about 13 pairs of black leggings? So I had to narrow those down. So how many pairs of black leggings am I going to take? One, two, I can't take 10. I can't take all of them. So I had to pick my favorite pair and then get rid of the rest, which I liked having them all. I liked having all those choices. Then I had to pick how many shirts I was going to bring with me, how many pairs of pants, how many dresses. And it, the numbers that I started with had to get smaller and smaller as I realized how much space they took up. So it really came down to, okay, you get like five shirts, you're going to get two dresses, you're going to get two pairs of pants, you're going to get three pairs of leggings, and then your socks and underwear, um, and then like one coat, and then our four kinds of shoes, boots, sneakers, flip-flops, and heels. And that's it. I had to take my closet way down, get rid of all the knickknacks and just really decide what mattered the most. And so I found this to be a really, really interesting exercise in psychology of myself on like, why was I so, why was I having such a hard time of letting go of some of these things? Even some of my clothes that I hadn't worn in, let's be honest, like months, years. I mean, I had some really cute clothes that I got from Stitch Fix but I was wearing my black leggings 99% of the time, but I didn't want to get rid of them because it was cute, even though I had nowhere to wear them and I never did wear them. But I finally did. I got bags. I either sold stuff or I donated them. And I narrowed it down to like just my favorites, just my favorites, just the things I knew I would wear and put them all into the motorhome. And I wanted to share this with you because we had to do this because we only had two weeks to get out of the apartment and move in. And so we had this short window of like slice, slice, cut, get rid of it, get rid of it. Now I think about this often for, I want to put quotes, normal people who aren't moving or downsizing and say they want to become more minimalist. But when you don't have a reason, like you don't have to shove all your stuff into 200 square feet, it's a lot harder to do because I found myself just really struggling with letting go. And I only did it because I really had no choice. And so Downsizing can be really difficult. And, you know, we did an episode on letting go. And I think that was something that, you know, I brought up there. But it was a fascinating practice to let go of this stuff. But I will tell you what, after letting go and after doing this for a year and not having all the things, I realized how much I didn't need all of it. 
you know, how much I really did wear the same things over and over, how much I really didn't need the little grass acrylic desktop decoration that I was so upset over selling. And what I really did need was my relationships, my work, um, books, things like that, that I really valued. And I was really more intentional and paid more attention to what I spent money on. Uh, that was another piece that made me more mindful. Once everything was cleared out, um, normally or back before this happened, I could easily order things off Amazon, have them shipped to the house. There's a place for it. They might just go somewhere and I forget about them down in my closet in a bin. But when you only have so much space, you have to be very mindful about what comes in and not letting too much come in. Otherwise it's completely cluttered. You can't walk through the RV, right? So I think that to start, if I was going to give a few tips on how to begin a minimalist lifestyle or how to become more minimalist, I would say the very first thing is just to clear paper clutter. You know, this is like your mail that's sitting on the counter or table you put somewhere. Um, like papers, receipts, all that kind of like paper garbage that somehow we just keep shoving because we think we're going to need it somehow, I'd say start with that. Like get rid of it, especially if it's just like on tables or counters, like go through it, either throw it away or put it in a file. Like there can be a box where all the file paper goes. So starting with like paper clutter, getting all the stuff off. Next thing is like looking around, you know, I'd say pick a room and I do this with my master your money group. And I usually tell them to start with something small, either the bathroom counter kitchen or the bathroom like counter cabinet area or your nightstand and starting with these small places because they're not overwhelming you know if I said start with your garage some of you would have a heart attack you're like that's going to take a month which it might um, but starting with something small that can make you you can clear the space and you can feel good like you know how great it feels when your, your counters are wiped off everything is cleared off so go to your bathroom and I'll just use bathroom as an example and First, I would take out everything from underneath the sink if you have that or like behind the, the medicine cabinet mirrors, those kind of things. And first, take an inventory of what you got. So many people, myself included, I'm raising my hand, have multiple shampoos, multiple conditioners, multiple hair products. Um, I was the queen of trying them all because I have kind of curly-ish wavy hair. So I was always trying like curling products, straightening products, straightening sprays, heat protected, <laughs> uh, different conditioners, different shampoos. And sometimes I would use one almost all the way, but then it was almost gone and I saw a cuter bottle and I buy a new product and then I would never finish the one I had. So first thing is inventory what you got and use up what you have. And this is not only going to clear space and clear clutter, but it's also going to save you some money because when you use up what you have, you're going to realize that stuff will probably last you a lot longer than you thought it was. Like normally I would have gone out and bought new shampoo or conditioner and I realized I had enough to last me like another month and a half. And to this day, I actually am friends with hairstylists. So I have a bunch of shampoos and conditioners and under my cabinet it's at my mom's house um, whenever I go home I just grab a new one if I run out but I've got quite a few that I'm trying to use up now if you don't like the stuff like I've had conditioners and shampoos I'm like no this is not good on my hair I made myself use it for something so that shampoo or conditioner becomes shaving cream for my legs <laughs> It becomes makeup remover. It becomes body wash. I don't know, but I have to make it, I have to make it work. I got to use it. So clearing off a space. If it's your nightstand, like what's on your nightstand? Do you just need, you know, one book and a light and you know pens or something? Your journal. But what's all over your nightstand? If it's a mess, clear it off. Now, 
we've talked about this before, um, like the do it, delegate it or delete it. But this is more like, you know, finding things that you can keep, donate or sell, right? Keep, donate or sell. So I would do an inventory and start with some small spaces, maybe after you do your bathroom, like, okay, we've got that clear. We've cleaned it off. We've tossed old stuff. Now let's go to your closet. What can you keep, donate or sell? And the first thing I would do is go through your closet and everything that doesn't fit, too big, too small, it goes. And I know sometimes those things are hard to get rid of because you're like, I like this outfit. I might wear it one day or blah. If it's hard to get rid of it, find somebody to give it to. I always feel like if I can give my cute clothes to my friends, <laughs> I feel better like they're still somehow, I still get to enjoy them if I see my friend wearing them or something like that. So going through your closet first, getting rid of that second is looking for duplicates of things. And I'm not talking about socks because Lord knows I can't even keep socks as pairs. But do you also have 37 pairs of leggings that are the same color? Do you also have five or six or 20 pairs of jeans that are the same color and style of jeans? <laughs> Do you have the same kind of shirts? Can you pick your favorite one or two and decide on a number and just go, all right, I'm going to have only three pairs of jeans because you know I can't wear eight in a week. Even if I wear one every day, there's an extra. So nobody needs more than seven. Um, and, and really decide what makes you feel the best, what helps you feel good and why do we have these extras and as you start to declutter I feel like so much freedom comes like a this energy comes from getting rid of things and so closets are you know one of the next things so I know I talked about earlier there's different kinds of minimalists like you know the people who like um, the white space and the that kind of thing. You know, there's also minimalists who are like save the earth minimalists. So they practice zero waste or more sustainable practices. And those are things you can do as well. If you want to start to shift into a minimalist, you might want to start to look for things that have less packaging and less waste. So you're not bringing more clutter into the planet. Um, there's also mindful minimalists. Those are people who just practice intention in every aspect of their life, you know, like maybe you're just keeping a few friends or you're keeping everything like very small. And I think it's important just to see what, like what kind of minimalism makes you feel the best. I don't really believe that, you know, you have to become a monk and get rid of all your worldly possessions and live on a mountain and you're going to have some like, I don't know, like you're better than anyone. And I don't, I don't think I'm better than anyone by having less things. I will say I have felt a weight lifted off of me since getting rid of things. And financially, I have seen a weight lifted off of me by getting rid of things. Number one, by selling things. Number two, by not having um, payments. You know, I haven't had a car in four years now. Now, first, that didn't come from minimalism. I just moved to LA and I was like walking everywhere. And um, it just didn't make sense to me. Plus, I was getting more parking tickets than the amount of Uber drive, you know, Ubers I could take. It came down to a parking ticket that I realized I could have taken Ubers all month and still paid the same amount. So I just decided to get rid of my car. Um, you know, are there things you could do like that? Can you share a vehicle with a partner? Can you downsize, you know, some of the big things that you have? 
Are there things that you feel like, you know, we really don't need this? Maybe it's a boat. You're like, look, how often do we use it? Maybe we can rent a boat three weekends a year and save money on the space that our boat takes up in the backyard. And uh, we don't need a truck anymore because we don't have to tow it and, and those kind of things. So I just want you to get your mind going on like what you can do to downsize and, and ask yourself, are you feeling like a slave to your stuff? Are you feeling a slave to your finances because you're paying for your stuff? This really what it comes down to is being intentional and knowing what you really want and like decluttering to allow yourself more space for abundance and decluttering to allow yourself more space for creativity. I really think that, you know, when I'm working and I'm trying to be in a creative space, a creative headspace, whether I'm writing or I'm creating a new program or I'm trying to do a post on social media, when I feel like things are cluttered around me or just chaotic around me, it is very, very hard for me to find creativity. And having like open space helps me become a lot more creative. So um, would love to hear your thoughts on this. Would love to hear how many of you, one, if anybody's saw the minimalism Netflix, I'm going to probably have to watch it now after this episode. Um, two, would love to hear ways that you have maybe broaden less, become more minimalism, try to find more practices that help you become more minimalist. And third thing is like, let me know what you think of this. If you're interested in hearing more about this kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. So anyway, would love to hear your thoughts. Definitely hit us up in the Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com and download our playlist. Go to the Instagram bio, get the playlist for all of our different episodes and topics between personal development, relationships, affairs, food, uh, money and entrepreneurship. We got it all there. So I will see you in the next episode. Bye.